It's been almost two weeks since Turkey and Syria were devastated by a massive earthquake. And even as the window of survival shrinks, a handful of survivors are still being pulled from the rubble. But these moments are rare, as the heavy toll of the quake sets in for those left homeless and rescuers who are trying to clean up the rubble. Joma Al-Qasem is an aid worker from northern Syria. He lost his uncle and seven other family members in the earthquake's disaster. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. The images we see of the devastation is horrifying. What is it like where you are now? Actually, since the early days of the earthquake, um, I work in an aid agency, a humanitarian uh, NGO that we work mainly for Syrian response across Turkey, north of Iraq and northwest, northeast of Syria. So um, for the first time, we have been living a very hard time across the past 12 to 13 years of the Syrian conflict. A lot of heroes, a lot of uh, disasters, catastrophes. Um, the COVID pandemic before a lot of siege, IDPs, deportation of people, um, starvation, bombardment, chemical uh, weapons were used and gassed over the people. But for the first time, um, this disaster is, in one word, a calamity. Um, Syria is never prepared for this. And it already has been consuming its uh, resilience of the people across the past 12 years of war. Um, the the place we are working now is called Genderes. It's a town close to Afrin uh, district in Alibo province in north of Syria, close to the Turkish border. And um, about 80 to 70 percent of the full uh, urban capacity or structural buildings of the town are on the ground, literally. So it's uh, indescribable. It used to be only 20,000 population before the war into 2011, and now it is above 110,000 people. So almost it's like five times more, and the people uh, are already suffering because of the war. We have over 1,902 uh, camps across northwest of Syria, above 1 million point six people living in, in makeshift IDBs or like informal settlement uh, here and there. So the now with the earthquake, the shelter issue is going like to be another chronic crisis. Tell me about your family and what happened to to your own family in this earthquake. <sighs> M- my uncle and his eight members of uh, his own family, we lost them in, in the town of Jenderes and also one of my uh, cousins in Haram. She and her family, about four also um, members, passed away there. <clears throat> Since the uh, 6th of February when the earthquake started, I, you know, like people in such hard times start like to communicate to get sure everyone is safe in his social circle. So by your nuclear family and then your extended relatives and so on. My mom was like standing in Tinderhook asking for my uncle 
about any news for his own. Um, since 4 a.m. in the morning till 11 in, in late morning or before afternoon, um, we get the first news that the house where my uncle passed away is um, has had collapsed and his car is partially damaged. So people like started to go from all our relatives across several areas because we originally came from Marat Noman, an area that Assad regime controlled in twenty in January twenty twenty, and then all our relatives or all our hometown um, citizens and fellows have left the area towards the northwest. Um, <clears throat> they came, and because of the war conditions, the only white helmets. Rescue and search team were present there trying to help. But of course, you know, the the, the need is like really vast and their tool and equipment are only few and they have a shortage on that. So few diggers, excavators and some bulldozers here and there. But the scale of the destruction was really huge. So mm. you can imagine the earthquake had hit five main cities across northwest of Syria. The least of them is 100,000 people. So, um, so far the statistics or the toll of deaths from the earthquake in northwest of Syria alone is um, around 4,500 uh, uh, people and the number is increasing as of removing the rebels uh, operations are continuing. So, there is revealance of more bodies. Um, till other day, it continued. Our relatives gathered over 40 men. They started with humble tools, shovels, and hammers trying to dig deep for removing the bodies. Till the other day, so on the 7th of February morning, they could take one of, his, one of my cousins and and uh, her brother out the corpses and across the late hours of the day they could remove all the other seven bodies left um, because of the collapse they used to live in a fourth floor building even because of the structure the damaged concrete metals etc most of the of the people who passed away and the rubbles <laughs> they they were smashed, crushed, and disfigured by the weight of of these uh, concrete blocks. So we took the bodies to this the graveyard, and then we buried them. Um, it's emotionally so strong and stressful because you know this is never lived in the area and it was a shock. Oh, everyone is like traumatized. People are not well conscious and in desperate need for psycho psychological support because um, of the what they have endured so far across the past two weeks. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us and uh, speaking to us on Radio National Breakfast this morning.
That's aid worker Joma Alkasem, who's working to help the recovery effort in northern Syria. You're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.